everybody, and welcome to episode number 52 of On the Flank. I want to go shout George alongside Joker. Patrick, say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. We're, uh, technically last week we were, but now we're a full calendar year into this show. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. 52 episodes means 52 weeks, and 52 weeks is a full year, Joe. You're correct. Good math. Um, <laughs> great maths. But uh, uh, Joe, as, lo- as well as a huge milestone, one year. Congratulations to us. It's been it's been a great year. Uh, the Overwatch League 2019 regular season has ended as well. A big episode here. Uh, did you like it, Joe? Was it as grand of a, f- of a finale as you expected? Yeah, that's the question. It's uh, <laughs> you know, it's interesting thing that. Um, you know, obviously it doesn't really feel like it's over because we've still got all these, yeah. um, you know, play, play-ins and playoffs, but at the same time, we say goodbye to more than half of the Atlantic division. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we're not going to see any more, um, uh, Toronto or, or Washington or Houston or Dallas or Paris or LA Valley or Boston or Florida, um, anymore in the season. It's crazy. So we'll have to wait until, uh, uh, I, although I guess tickets are on sale for next year already, but I'll have to wait yeah. till next year to see them. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's been, it's been quite a ride. <laughs> it's been quite a ride. Oh yeah. 28 games for each of these teams, Joe. And it's, it has been quite a ride and that's the Overwatch League for you. Um, <laughs> it's an one anime. of the worst teams. Yeah, it's an anime. <laughs> exactly. Uh, one of the worst teams in the league, Washington Justice, now considered to be one of the best teams in the league by most people. Um, but unfortunately, they still finished in 17th place, exactly tied with the Toronto Defiant in 17th. Um, even the same map record. Um, well, I guess not the same exact map record because Washington Justice played two more maps than the, than the Defiant. Uh, but yeah, this, I mean... Goodbye to those, to those unfortunate eight teams who who could not be with us here for the play-ins. We're we're gonna say bye to four more teams this weekend, Joe. Four of them gone. It's true, completely for a few months. Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. Uh, when's the new season start? February or January? Uh, I think it's yeah, like early February or something. Okay, so that, it's that sounds right. <laughs> so this yeah this ends the the grand finals is september 29th i believe so we got october november december january so four months of off season for these players not really off season for us because we're basically in november we're jumping right into early november we're jumping right into world cup here so it's true um yeah and I, that's a much different off season last off season was like six months wasn't it Last off season, um, I mean, it was like I think the like playoffs and stuff were in July. So yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be shorter. It was like August, September, October, November, December, January. It was six months, and then January, uh, February, because it didn't start till like fourteenth. Oh yeah, yeah, January half of February, six and a half months. Wow. Well, technically, we did have August. Technically, the I think the grand finals were like beginning of August, and then we had All Star Game the last week of August. 
So I guess I shouldn't yeah, recover in August. <laughs> um, either way. But yeah, either way, we had, uh, to, to go along with our finale, we had our last rivalry weekend in Los Angeles. Um, which means, I mean, there were a lot of, there were a lot of fans of other teams showing up too here, Joe. Um, especially during the shock Titans game at the whole front rows were filled with shock of Titans fans. Um, I mean, just like a blizzard arena game, right? Um, because in LA, it's not just LA fans, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess is sort of the idea as far as that goes. So I'm sure they were, they were glad to see that. Yep. Uh, but I guess we started off the week with uh, two wins. I think we believe we were going to get, which was uh, Atlanta Rain beating Dallas Fuel three to one, and NYXL beating Boston Uprising three to one as well. That was Dallas Fuel's last game of the season. Um, I guess we could do a quick in memoriam to Dallas Fuel after that game. They what did they finish here? They finished ten and eighteen at one point. At one point, they were well above one five hundred, right? They were like nine, yeah, it was six like at one point. Stage three, I think they went what five and two, something like that. Dallas yeah, was I, wait, no, stage two. <laughs> stage two, they were five and two. Stage three, they were one and six. <laughs> okay, that's when it started to dip. In stage so in stage one, they went four and three, so they were they were nine and. Uh, they were nine and five at one point, Joe. Um, they were nine and five, and they ended up finishing ten and eighteen, which means, yeah. do the math there. They, they <laughs> out of their last fourteen games, they won one. <laughs> they won one of their last fourteen games, Joe. Pretty good. Something like that. Yeah. Um, like we said, it's like a reverse season one. <laughs> Exactly, which I think they were happier with their season one result. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree there? You'd rather end the season on a high note, right? It's true, yeah. I mean, and it was it was better than 15th in season one because there were only 12 teams. So when they finished uh, 10th, that was <laughs> that was something. Yeah. Uh, any Anything in particular you think this team needs to do, Joe? It's like, coaching staff is the players what is it here it's a good question i mean um like arrow's getting a lot of hate right now in the community um which i mean is is a thing i don't know exactly really how much i can say about that like not being on the team uh, um and then there's of course people like people like dogman who disagree with that position but but uh, and then of course jane um taken sort of a step out of the public eye uh recently um you, you know hopefully that um uh, obviously helps him as a person but um potentially it might give him some more time to focus on uh like actual coaching things which again shouldn't be i'm not saying that should be his priority over uh over like his mental health and stuff but he, he, you know it might end up having some good things for the team um and then as far as uh as far as the roster goes, I mean, there's there's definitely talent there. Um, it's um, it, it, like I, I think it's fair to say that the this Dallas roster didn't uh, fulfill their potential this season. Um, I mean, I had them ranked five. I just I pulled up our our preseason power rankings, 
Um, and I, I had him sitting at five in the preseason. That might have been a little bit uh, ambitious, but even you had him at nine. That this this was a team that on paper looks pretty nice, um, and, and so could have been, I think. But um, it, it's a matter, I think, of seasoning some of the players that they have. Um, like looking at Zachary in particular, trying to come up with um, more precise DPS rotations, which they can do now that um, you know we're actually playing DPS heroes uh, and fun stuff like that. It's uh, but but you, you know we're looking at uh, the you know the star power of, of even tanks like OGE, which I think this was his first season, right? He didn't play last year. Question mark. May uh, I think maybe he played a little bit towards the end. I'll, I'll look it up, but uh, okay. But, but yeah, the, the, I think the the ability is there for sure. It's just a matter of, like I said, trying to develop that a little bit, uh, stuff like that. Let's see, he was signed March of 2018. So wow, that's a lot earlier than I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they. I remember them starting to put him in towards the end of the season last year. Um, because who was their main tank before? I forget. I mean, XQC for a while. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. XQC, yeah. Good times. XQC, Good times. XQC to OGE. Uh, yeah, great times. Yeah, I, I, it's weird. We did have them pretty high. We had some high expectations. I expected them to. I mean, especially after last season, uh, how they ended the season, I expected them to use their talent they got some good i mean they got popular coaches jane and, and arrow pretty popular people um and at the time i think maybe i thought they're better coaches than they actually are by the end of the season my opinion on them has changed a little bit um i think their coaching staff is might be a little bit overrated but i also think the players they have are are not that great i think everyone's underperforming all around in that organization and some changes probably have to be made for next season um but maybe not a lot have to be made joe because dallas feel undefeated in home stands and they're they've got a lot of home stands next year maybe they'll just ride ride the wave of home games um and just go undefeated in all those matches (laughs) and that's all they need it's Uh, just a matter of time at this point exactly right um and then in the next game boston uprising they lost three to one to nyxl new york excelsior continuing to benefit off that easy atlantic schedule um and the boston uprising uh, even more disappointing of a season here joe i think they also started off very nice um much like much like the Dallas Field did, because they start off, they went four and three in stage one, um, and then just their absolute downfall started to happen. They went three and four in stage two, then they went one and six in stage three, all to finish it off with an zero oh and seven stage, just like the Dallas Fuel. Um, and they ended up second to last. Washington Justice passed them. They're eight and twenty. Boston Uprising, rest in peace. Um, I think this this organization has a lot more problems that are obvious, so we don't have to talk too much about them compared to Dallas Fuel. Yeah, it, other than just yeah, you're right, being like um, almost arguably an explosive start. I mean, bringing in uh, 
fusions in particular, you know, that there was sort of back and forth whether he'd even be able to um, play much with the team this season. But, uh, yeah, sort of, uh, well, yeah, definitely sort of tapered off there after the first handful of matches he was in. Yep. Yep, he was looking like one of the best Ryans in the league right there at the beginning. And then, uh, I mean, as the seasons go went on, Ryan was less and less useful. Um, but also, he just, yeah. I mean, he underperformed on Winston. He underperformed on Arissa. He wasn't as good on, uh, on those heroes. But he also started to not be as good as Ryan, as Ryan either. Um, yeah, and we thought they got RCK in that trade. We thought it was a good trade for both sides, but... I mean, Note did pretty well for Fuel. RCK did okay for Uprising. It just turned out to not help either teams, apparently. Uh, But yeah, then we moved on to two pretty exciting matches, Joe. Um, Both our matches to rewatch. First up was my match to rewatch, the San Francisco Shack versus the Vancouver Titans. This was the first time we got to see this matchup um, since a stage finals, right? Stage two finals. It's true. Um, which was a while ago at this point. Um, but yeah, this was exciting. We, I think there's a little less hype towards it because of 222, right? But it, it, still overshadowed, it still overshadowed that hype. Vancouver performed a lot better than we thought they were going to. Um, yeah. In the 222. Well, um, actually, I remember that they did play Shock um, Week 2, Stage 1 also. Oh, yes, yes. But yes, that was the last time they faced in the regular season uh, because all the Pacific teams have to face each other twice. So, but yeah, this is, uh, it was a good match. And this is my match to rewatch for that reason. Uh, Kings Row was a very fun map. Came down to, I mean, much like Kings Row does pretty often, came down to a second run through for both teams. Uh, Vancouver Titans ended up taking it. Um, then shock sort of dominated the rest of <laughs> the rest of the way. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't even close once we got to Busan, which was kind of sad. Um, but yeah, this is, I mean, this is a close one, Joe. Um, did you, I mean, Vancouver, are they looking better than you, than you thought two, two, two after this one? It, yeah. I mean, we didn't, uh, you know, we, we weren't really surprised. <laughs> I don't think um, that it was going to be a, a close, exciting game, and it's certainly not uh, you know as you know, significant as it might have been um, if it had come earlier in the season. Again, just because of uh, you, you know sort of the trajectories these teams have taken across the season. But um, but yeah, it's I mean these are I mean the the standings will tell you what this is the number one, number two team. Um, coming in and playing each other so yeah it was it was it was a good match all the way to five maps um as these should um and yeah it's just a matter of you know looking forward to figure out where they uh where they end up landing in uh uh, playoffs and stuff yes uh joe actually nyxl and vancouver are number one and number two come on man well yeah but uh shock has the second best record so Uh, oh, oh yeah yeah they do now wow they have overpassed, but Vancouver's or New York's just still the Atlantic division leader. Wow, congrats to Shock for doing that. Um, I didn't realize that. They are one game ahead of the New York Excelsior. It, wow. I didn't realize that was a new thing, but yes, it is, and it happened. <laughs> <laughs> it did happen. Wow. 
Um, okay. That did, oh, because they were tied. And I guess that happened when NYXL lost. And then Vancouver, San Francisco overtook them. The next game was uh, LA Gladiators, LA Valiant. Um, this is your match to rewatch, right, Joe? It's true. It's true. Yeah, the the battle for a the, the or the battle for LA, but mm-hmm. uh, this time on, uh, you know, home ground. <laughs> uh, yes, with the LA Valiant hosting this series, um, the Gladiators did take three uh, one, but definitely would not without a fight. I think uh, it's fair to say the first half, uh, first half of the match was like entirely green and gold, Valiant uh, looking really solid, but then. Uh, you know, for, for whatever reason, the gladiators decided to to show up in the second half. Um, it was some some uh, a, lo- a lot more commanding type performances. Um, again, especially out of uh, my MVP this week, who I'm giving to Sure for, uh, who again just sort of seemed to wake up a little bit uh, <laughs> the second half of this match, um, and really cool stuff on uh, Blizzard World on Havana uh, there at the end, and then of course. Uh, Cloud Years ended up taking it after all. Yeah, uh, it was definitely. I would. I agree with you. I'd give it to Sure Four for this match for sure, because uh, it was definitely. Even Valiant was looking pretty down on Vol Sky until Sure Four got some pretty cool picks there in in one fight, and then it was Gladiator's map all of a sudden. Like momentum was on Valiant. It looked like Valiant was going to take that map, uh, and then it was all Sure Four. Uh, but yeah, at the beginning. It just seemed, it seems so in Valiant favor, in Valiant's favor. Um, they had so much momentum riding off on the home crowd. I guess technically, I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, it probably counts. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it should count. It should count. Um, if, but not, I, if nothing else, the venue people probably let you in more readily if if you were wearing green and gold. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but I don't know. Sometimes it just, I think it depends when it comes to LA teams so far being a resident as of eight for, I guess, eight full months now in LA. Um, I went to a Los Angeles angels game, baseball team in Anaheim. Um, and well, I actually, the one when they faced each other, when the Dodgers and the angels faced each other, the two LA teams in baseball, um, it, I think it just depends on which one's better, if you ask me, because the Dodgers are way better than the Angels, and the game was at Angels Stadium, but it was mostly Dodgers fans there. Um, so maybe there, maybe maybe there's just fe- fair weather fans. Maybe there were more Gladiators fans in there because they're a better team. Who knows? Uh, but it was a more important game for the Valiant for sure. Uh, Gladiators not as important of a game here. It's uh, true. They, yeah, they had to go. Uh, top six. Uh, they had to get at least one win this week out of the two matches that they had. And they didn't do that, Joe. No, Rest in they peace. didn't. It was unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, certainly so this for ma- LA fans. Yes, and this match marked the first home stand match ever where the home team, the hosting team, lost ever, Joe. Wow. It's impressive. Very impressive. And uh, my favorite team, the Los Angeles Gladiators, did it. They took down the homestand team. Okay. That was a fire drill in the middle of the podcast, Joe. You're okay, right? You can confirm. No actual fire. 
It's true, yes. No fire. Um, the building next to me started theirs as I was coming back, so that's fun. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's how it worked back in the apartment village. Everyone just had a separate fire drills in each building. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. Uh, but yeah, Joe survived a fire in the middle of a podcast. That's a first. Um, let's move on to the next day of the homestand, where uh, we had a lot of four four Overwatch, a lot of it, uh, starting with the Hangzhou Spark beating the Shanghai Dragons 4-0, um, which is a game we both predicted what happened? Oh yeah, how'd our picks go? You picked Valiant, right? I did, so. yeah, sort of by choice. Um, but I think we got the rest of them right? Question mark or uh, not sort of by choice, sort of by forced is what I meant to say. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I forced, believe we yeah. got the rest of them right. Um, yeah, because Shockbeat Titans, Hangzhou won, and New York. No, New York lost Titans. So yeah, so, yeah, we got we got all the rest mm. of them right. Okay, cool. Um, so I guess we'll include playoff picks for sure to make it more dramatic, Joe. So, so you have a chance to still come back here. Um, yeah, but Hangzhou Spark 4-0 Shanghai Dragons, we both picked Hangzhou Spark, right? To win this game. Um, and you refused to pick, you were like, this is the game. I am not going against you. I don't want to pick Shanghai Dragons. Yeah. Shanghai Dragons are just not good at this meta apparently, right? (laughs) What's... What's yeah. going on? They've got. I think part of it is they've just got um, relatively like visible weaknesses, um, and it's it's uh, the you know if you've, you've got teams that are willing and able to exploit them, which um, you know more and more um, like more and more teams are is happening that way. I mean that's that's sort of the key to to unlocking Shanghai right now, and you know depending on how some of these other patch changes. Um, that come into the playoffs, um, change that or don't change that, you know, that um, may end up being a really big part of, of uh, how they end up performing in, in play-ins, I think, right? Because they're, yeah, their first match is against Philly. Yep. Um, which is looking good for your Philly Fusion right now because, honestly, Shanghai Dragons are looking like the worst team in the play-ins. Uh, with their recent performances. But on the other side, Hangzhou Spark are looking scary good, and I don't like that as a Gladiators fan because that's who we play first in the playoffs. So luckily it's double elimination now. Um, so that that's a little bit more of a safety valve right there. That If we lose, we still got one more loss. Uh, I guess we should mention Atlanta Rain beating... I mean, we expected them to beat Dallas Fuel, Boston Uprising. They got the perfect stage, correct? This is the perfect stage. With this win against Boston it's Uprising, seven and zero. I think I think um, they said it was like the sixth or seventh perfect stage uh, so far this season. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of perfect stages. That happens when when teams get get easier schedules. I do think Atlanta had a bit of an easy schedule here, uh, but that's not to say that they they aren't looking fantastic in this meta because they are, uh, and it's it's hard not to pick them to go far in the playoffs right now. Uh, I'm giving my MVP to Dogman because I've been giving my MVP to Atlanta players all stage and it's time to give it to the next one up. Uh, and I think Dogman's been a fantastic flex support for this team this entire season. Um, fantastic vocal flex support. This guy's been in Overwatch since the beta. He's been putting in hard work and he's finally here in the Overwatch League and he's doing it uh, pretty well. 
Uh, so I'm giving it to Dogman. Giving him some recognition here. Uh, anything else to say about the Atlanta Reign before we move on to to another good match? Uh, uh, nothing specific comes to mind. I guess they they stole uh, number six spot over London, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, that is the big news, right? Um, they they guaranteed a playoff spot by by grabbing these two wins uh, and streaking, going on a seven game win streak here in this stage. So. A uh, very good job by them, and I uh, I think they deserve it over London at this point with London's spotty track record in this meta. Um, That's true. But then New York, New York faced Vancouver. Um, I think we got this in the stage playoffs once at least. Um, so we had got to we we have gotten to see this matchup before, uh, but this was the first time, first and only time in the regular season we we saw this match, and it actually was a pretty pretty good one, Joe. It's true. Um, went went five maps. Vancouver ended up taking it, uh, three to two. Um, I want to know your feel. So both of our feelings on New York Excelsior have been like meh for for. I'd say this whole season pretty much, right, Joe? <laughs> we, we've been pretty meh on New York Excelsior. Um, yeah, I mean a little more. <laughs> Go well, yeah, I was gonna say yeah, they're good teams. That's um. That's not uh, really up for debate, I don't think. Um, but yeah, certainly this season, um, New York hasn't been like performing the way um, that we would have expected them to. But also, just uh, you know, in, in general, that uh, other teams are like starting to step up to the level that we saw. Because uh, I mean, thinking back to season one, I mean, I mean, New York was like super dominant season one, um, like you know by by several games. Uh, you know, in first place at the end of the season and all that fun stuff, but uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, we got New York, Vancouver this week. We had New York shock this week. I mean, both of those other teams are, you know, they've you know they've made their argument past tense uh, that they should be considered, um, you know, right up with, um, you know, right up with season one New York as like these are the significant teams, and so whether they you know, put them all on the last week of the season um, that way intentionally or not, which I assume they didn't because I wouldn't necessarily have known. But, um, but yeah, it made for an interesting sort of retrospection yeah. <laughs> or retrospective there at the end. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, New York. I mean, this team, I think everyone's counting this team out, New York. Um, and it makes sense. They have a terrible, terrible playoff stage playoff track record. Um, haven't been successful in the playoffs since like stage three of last stage. Yeah. Stage three ish of last year. Uh, um, so it's, it's been a rough, I think everyone, despite them having the third best record in all of overwatch league, I think everyone is immediately counting them out show. Um, so it'll be interesting. They played a very tight game here against Vancouver and looked like they definitely could have beaten them. They it came down to the final point on Lijiang Tower. So uh, don't count New York New York Excelsior out. That's all I'm gonna say. Maybe it's true. a little tease to maybe a little tease to what I'm gonna be predicting in the uh, playoffs next week. But we'll see. Well, and of course, uh, this is also uh, not a playoff match. But you never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very true. Uh, 
San Francisco Shock, Los Angeles Valiant to finish off the week. Um, LA Valiant was like, this is it. We're going to get it. We're going to get the upset. The fans are like, yeah, we're going to get the upset. We're going to make the playoffs. This is how it happens. And uh, the San Francisco Shock said, no, N- no, that's not happening. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically pretty it. decisive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mentioned last Four week uh, I was pretty confident uh, LA Valiant was not looking at a 2-0 week. Uh, and and with the loss of the Gladiators, that um, like I said, I think the the shock loss, I um, certainly expected more than, than Gladiators. So it wasn't looking good. Yep, definitely wasn't. Uh, unfortunate for Los Angeles Valiant. Um Maybe it came down to a hard schedule towards the end here. Maybe it just came down to them just just not being good enough. Just by a little bit, Joe. Just by one game not being good enough. Yeah. Although, um, you know, to come from Pacific number one, question mark, last year. Um, I believe they were Pacific number one yeah, last they were. year. Yeah, um, the, and then They were. There you go, and then go into an zero and seven stage, stage one of season two. That's a it's a pretty nice comeback though. They ended up like thirteenth or fourteenth, I think, thirteenth, yeah, thirteenth um, in the league. So it's it's you know considering all that, it's relatively respectable, I would think. Yeah, I definitely think it's respectable after the the beginning of their season. Uh, it just makes you look back at the beginning of, the, of their season and say, "Well, if this one played out a little bit differently, like literally, if you if you go one and six in stage one instead of zero oh and seven, I was just valiant in the playoff or in the play in here." So, uh, yeah, I think they're gonna say, I think they're gonna look back at at this season and be like, "Well, we we made a huge mistake at the beginning of the season, and that's the reason why." We failed. We can't. You obviously can't have that start to a season and and expect to make play-ins. So, uh, yeah, that was it. That was it for the regular season, Joe. See you later. It's true. Just eight matches. Yep, just eight little old matches. Um, that ended it all, and uh, we move into play-ins, which we will be previewing here at the end of uh of our uh, show here but first we got to move on to some news uh because overwatch league got some big sponsors when it comes to playoffs now here joe cheese it's pringles and xfinity uh the third one making a lot of sense because um xfinity owns the philadelphia fusion and that is uh where who is hosting none other than the grand finals this year so makes sense that xfinity is the sponsor uh of the grand finals and the playoffs as well right it's true yeah uh, t- taking it home to to the comcast team <laughs> ex- exactly um and it is also a multi-year deal with uh kellogg company brands pringles and cheese it's uh, and they will be both featured as the presenting sponsor of the halftime show and highlight segments for the league's 2019 grand finals so those two are just grand finals is that what this means i think it's just um just starting then i think and then continuing for i mean because it says multi-year so that would be my assumption Um, and they've had they had cheese it's last year didn't they they had cheese it grooves at least i remember that oh i don't know um maybe it's just like a renewal i think i I don't 
Yeah, they did not have Pringles, but I do remember some sort of Cheez-It sponsored watch point thing going on. That's all I remember. Um, so, yeah, that's, I mean, more sponsors, the better. More money for Overwatch League, which means better production for us and better league overall. So, good sponsors. Um, yeah. And then and I also got to point out, I do like, they've got like a new graphical style going, Joe, for the, for the playoffs here. And I, I'm liking it. I'm liking it a lot. Um, they've got like sort of for the play-ins and playoffs, they got nice little Los Angeles background, uh, graphical style. And then, then they got a nice Philadelphia style for the grand finals, of course. Oh, okay. I'm with uh, you. I see that. Yes, 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 yes. Let's try to figure out where we're looking, but no, we're good. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, yes, PTR update. Joe, the patch man. It's um, true. Is, it's time. You've returned. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, I feel like, since we got a a PTR patch. I think, in fact, the, the PTR has sort of been sitting dead for a while. Um but we did get a patch on the 22nd, which I guess was probably after we recorded last week's show. So it's been out for a week. Uh, maybe you've been touching it already, but lots of balance changes and fun stuff like that. So we'll get into it. And the first thing, uh, uh, the PTR and live Overwatch PC clients can now share storage when installed to the same file path, um, which is kind of cool. So now you, if you... Uh, and, and again, this is only for PC right now. I don't know if they're planning to do that kind of optimization for console in the future. But if you haven't already, you can actually uninstall the PTR um, from your from your computer and then re-download it. And it'll be uh, only about 1.2 gigabytes of additional disk storage instead of, well, it's probably at least 10 by its own, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty uh, big. That's this is this is uh, a big change. I like it. Yeah, yeah. So that's super cool. Um, and so yeah, previous Overwatch PTR clients, you can uninstall and reinstall to make that work. Also with uh, the Overwatch League replay viewers, uh, if you have the stage three or stage four clients installed currently, um, same thing. You can you can re uh, reinstall those to get that benefit. So it's kind of cool. Uh, they call that a new feature. I guess it's a new feature. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not like yeah. uh, roll queue or anything, but it works. Uh, a bunch of balance changes. Hero updates. Bastion self-repair no longer consumes a resource while Bastion is at full health, uh, which is kind of cool. I, I thought of something that that is similar to, and I forget what it was. Uh, um, uh, consumes resources while Bastion is at full health. I guess it's kind of like... Yeah, <laughs> I don't think this is what was in my head, but it's kind of like honest bullets, I guess that don't, um, that don't that don't hit oh, allies yeah, yeah. if they're at full health. That's not really what I was thinking of, but it's it's a similar feature, kind of nice that you can essentially spam it more, um, <laughs> but on the same time, uh, Bastion now correctly is initiates a quarter second of recovery time uh, when canceling self repair with weapon fire, um, so you can you can spam it, but also there's going to be a little bit more delay before you can shoot again. So that's and it sounds like maybe that was a bug that um, they intended that they intended for that to happen, and now it actually works. Um, okay. So a couple different changes there for Bastion, um, unre unrelated, but somebody put on Reddit yesterday um, 
uh, a, a rework suggestion for Bastion to make him actually a tank, like like a like a two 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 role like tank, which oh. was interesting. Um, it's uh, unrelated to this discussion, but I just thought that was an interesting thought. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Symmetra and Zarya uh, both got nerfs, uh, both to their primary beams. Uh, Symmetra primary fire beam width beam width lowered from what? I cannot talk. Symmetra primary <laughs> fire beam width lowered from 0.3 meters to 0.15. That's exactly half if you're following along at home. And DPS per level lowered from 65, 130, 195 to 60, 120, 180. Uh, so that's essentially 5 DPS per level. Um, so a nerf there, which I guess because they thought her weapon was too strong. Um, which... Uh, is something I guess, and it's something thing for Zarya. Uh, primary fire beam width uh, now is just fixed at 0.15. So now, if you play Zarya, you play Symmetra. Uh, their beams are exactly the same now. They're exactly 0.15 meters in width. Uh, and Zarya's max beam DPS lowered from 190 to 170, uh, which means Symmetra actually does uh, or can do uh, more DPS than Zarya now, which is important because I mean she could before, but more significantly now, um, and also as a DPS hero, which is kind of important. Yeah. Uh, those two nerfs there uh, to those beam type weapons. Uh, a couple changes for Sigma. Again, new hero. Uh, his hyperspheres, that's his primary fire explosion damage reduced from 35 to 30, so you do a little less AoE. Uh, your experimental barrier uh, on the right click is now uh, there's a toggle option for deploying the barrier, uh, so I assume that means you click once to let it go. Um, and then click a second time to stop it um, if that's something you want to do. Obviously, they uh, have already in the past have the press R to recall barrier um, option as well. So there's there's lots of different changes, uh, lots of different ways for you to be able to manage those controls. Uh, the rock throw accretion explosion damage has been increased from 50 to 60. And a ultimate gravitic flux uh, intro cast time increased from 0.4 seconds to 0.6 Um Again, it's a whole 50% increase, so it's relatively significant. Um, but yeah, so relatively sweeping, change, sweeping changes there, but again, new hero, they're just trying to figure out exactly how we can get balanced in. Uh, and I assume that, um, yeah, so th all those changes won't be um, uh, won't be in this Overwatch League season at all, actually, probably, because uh, unless they put them in for Grand Finals, because... Um, because you know, there's, I think, several weeks, or a couple weeks at least, in between yeah. that. So maybe they'll put them in for Grand Finals, but even then, that would be kind of weird. But we'll see. Yeah, there's a there's a one-week break, I believe, oh, which is, okay. uh, how the, is how the NFL does it. They do, they do the last game of playoffs is one weekend, then they do a weekend break, then they do the Super Bowl. Okay, yeah, I figured uh, it was longer than that, so maybe they don't do a patch change in between. Yeah, probably not. We'll see. Uh, there's a handful more. I, I wouldn't be things surprised if they did. What are you saying? Go ahead. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. <laughs> but go yeah, ahead. We're, we're great at talking on this podcast. It's, it's awesome. Talking. <laughs> it's important. Uh, but there are a handful of more things you can do in the workshop, too. Now you can make a dummy bot, uh, which is fun. It'll be great for, for lots of aim training, aim training modes in particular, because uh, you can make them do whatever you want to do. 
uh, workshop changes, some bug fixes um, on maps and stuff. Uh, notably, they improved the ability for Ash's Bob to get through doorways, so that's kind of cool. Um, that is about it, I think. Zen can use okay. uh, teleporter while transcending now. That was a bug. Oh, did not know that was a bug. That's pretty cool. So, uh, just yeah. teleporting transcendence. That's fun. Uh, can't wait for that new strat. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, we've seen it so much already. It's <laughs> <laughs> playing. Yeah. It's I, I mean, for the transcendence. <laughs> Hearing people complain about that all the time. They're like, why can't I teleport? I'm using trans. I want to teleport. No, you can't. Uh, but but yeah, yeah, that's the patch. Cool. Nice little patch. Seems relevant, um, according to Overwatch League pros who are uh, coming through on the on this new meta that's going to be happening in the play-ins playoffs here. Uh, it seems pretty relevant because apparently Symmetra is pretty good. Apparently Sigma's, uh, Sigma's pretty good, but... Um, I guess uh, there were some buffs, some nerfs there for Sigma, but uh, yeah, apparently it's a it's going to be a shieldy meta, Joe. Lots of shields um, is what everybody's saying and complaining about already. Yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, um, that like Poco had a stream was talking about uh, Sigma Orisa, which is <laughs> yeah, shields. Lo- lots of shields, lots of shields or barriers, excuse me. Shields. Oh yes, sorry. I'm so sorry, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> they are barriers. Um, <laughs> yeah, we we <laughs> the new meta hasn't even started in Overwatch League yet, and everyone is complaining about it. Jo- Joe, fantastic! Uh, I love complaints. I love them. It's true. Uh, Overwatch World Cup. We've been going through the rosters. Last week we didn't go through rosters because we were we were short on time. Um, and I had to go to breakfast, but this time I don't have to go to breakfast, which means we can read some more Overwatch World Cup rosters. Uh, this week we're doing U.S. and United Kingdom versus the U.S. Uh, they so as of this past week, actually, right? They have brought it down to seven people, a seven-man roster. Yep. You, should we still read the twelve-man at all, or should we uh, sure just go seven? Not? Okay, well, if you want to know the 12-man, here's a little bit of history. The 12-man roster was Dante, Corey, Sinatra, KSF, and Hydration all at DPS. You had Muma, Super, Fact Fiction, and Space, Tank, and then Supports. You had Moth, Sleepy, and Raucous. That was brought down to Corey, Sinatra, KSF at DPS, Space, and Super uh, for the old tanks, and then Raucous and Moth as the supports okay joe uh i guess the first question is uh do you like the the 12 man to seven man shrink do you agree with those taking out those five players yeah i guess it's uh you you know you can ask uh do i like the the seven players or do i like the or, or do i not like the ones that were taken out and i think um um i think uh, I really do like the DPS again. Um, the U.S. sort of going with the strategy that lots of other countries have taken to do uh, make your seventh player a DPS player. 
uh, it's usually DPS or a coach, uh, you know, just so you have that kind of flexibility. Um, but uh, uh, I saw somebody had a pretty good analysis on this roster talking about um, that, uh, you know, Sinatra, uh, you can bring him for his Zarya as well as his hit scan um, in case, you know, Zarya suddenly becomes good uh, in a World Cup meta. Because um, we, because we've seen how su- successful that is, but, um, but uh, uh, KSF also on um, some of the hit scan that he plays for Valiant, but, um, but but it can also double some other projectile heroes that um, uh, people like Hydration and Corey uh, are able to cover, and then Dante, of course, uh, really nice Sombra, but uh, that's about. Uh, the extent of his contributions to Houston this season, and so to be able to condense that down into um, uh, this roster with Corey, who's again just been popping off, um, and Sinatra and KSF gives you some flexibility there. Um, Space and Super, I believe that was also the the tank line from last year, uh, coming back, um, unless unless it was movement and space, I forget. It was probably movement and space uh, last year. Yeah, I think it was movement. Um, but yeah, it's a space and super. I mean, uh, I think it's, it's definitely agreeable that, um, I, I think it's definitely agreeable that, uh, we're looking at super is probably, um, a better fit for this position than Muma. I think fact fiction also would have been a good choice. Um, that, that I'm sure he was probably number three. Um, I think just, um, uh, again, it, cause you could in fact run, you, you know, keep some of the like team synergy together with, with fact fiction in space, but, uh, uh, but, 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 you know, space and super, I think that there's, that's going to be a solid there. And then support, uh, keeping, uh, Baracus and moth over sleepy. I mean, Baracus and sleepy basically are your, your choices there. Um, mm-hmm. play, play in similar s- support positions. And while I think they're both, um, good, I, I think is, um, I assume it was a decision more of experience. Um, between the two of them, I would think, because, I mean, Rockets has been at this for quite a while, and I, I think he's some kind of shot caller too, right? So that's... Um, yeah, he's a vocal player. Probably helps too. Yeah. Uh, as far as talent goes, I probably would have chosen Sleepy over Rockets. I think Sleepy's a little bit better, but I am not hot on either of them, to be honest. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of these players, especially the tank, I mean, the choice between... I definitely would have chosen Super between Fact Fiction or, or Muma. Uh, but it's funny because all three of them are sort of like on the downtrend uh, as of Stage 4. Uh, they're just not as good in Stage 4 as Tanks, it seems like. But Fact, fact Fiction was is, is, is hot. I mean, but I think Super's the choice. Um, I, liked, I liked the seven they chose, for sure. Uh, I don't think I would have chosen different to be honest, besides Sleepy Over Rockus. But I think I agree with your point that he has been, I think every year Rockus has been the flex support for US, so he's just coming back to it again. Uh, so they might as well just keep him in there. He's got experience. And I don't think it's too big of a difference. So uh, I don't know how far US gets with this roster, but uh, I mean, hopefully far. <laughs> Maybe I mean Corey is really looking good lately, and same with KSF. So I think it's going to be on Corey to carry this team here. Uh, if he can pop off, then US has a chance. Yeah, and I mean, 
judging by this stage, it's certainly possible. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Washington Justice, the, the greatest team of all time. Uh, United Kingdom, they did decent last year, right? They made. I think so. They at least they were like top six or it, top eight, right? Yeah, they definitely made top eight. Well, they um, beat France, and that was the thing. Yeah, that was the thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I do remember UK was like, they were like the they were like the upset team, right? They were yeah. like the team that was like, oh, oh, could they could they pull it all off? And they almost beat Korea, right? They were the team. Okay, so they're coming back after uh, probably last year was a sort of an underdog run. People didn't expect them to be as good as they were last year. Um, with fusions popping off, no one expected that dude to to look like a like a Chad on stage there, almost beating Korea. They took him. They took him like all the way. They took him to the final map. That was a great series. I remember that. Uh, and they're back this year with uh, DPS. You got Kib. You got uh, KS, KSP, uh, who's XL2 Academy talent. Then you got a tank. You got Fusions returning. You got Smacks from Montreal Rebellion. Then at support, you got Boombox from Fusion, of course. Funny Astro from Atlanta Academy. And then Cruz, uh, Paris Eternal Man, of course. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, do you think do you think UK can make some more noise this year? I mean, last year they also didn't have too much Overwatch League talent. This year they've got three contenders, t- talented players mixed in here. Uh, you like this UK roster to to pull off some upsets again this year, Joe? Uh, I mean, you know, it depends on where they land um, in like brackets for sure, but uh, um, it, it is an interesting mix of um, new and returning uh, players too. Like, a, um, I'm relatively confident saying KSP um, is is new to the World Cup, and I think Smex might be also. Um, but um, it, 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 the other notable thing about this roster probably is the um, choice to go with. Uh, three support players like I, I just finished talking about um, you know the United States following the way of, of lots of other teams to pick three DPS um, and, and keep the tank and support lines constant but um, but going here with three different support players is interesting I mean funny Astro and Cruz um, with similar hero, hero pools in particular but uh, you know clearly there's some kind of strategy going on I believe the head coach for UK is uh, Christopher from Philadelphia Fusion um, which I which again I believe is the same as the way it was last year, um, so hopefully we'll be able to see some some similar things, um, you know, out of this this squad. It's going to be a uh, hopefully another really good year for them. KSP and Smex are both returning from last year. Funny Astro was not on the team last year, oh. so um, I'm just completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go guess so. Go <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> what a podcast today, Joe. We can't talk. <laughs> We're getting things wrong. <laughs> Fire drills everywhere. That's how it is. <laughs> wow. What an amazing cast. Uh, but yeah, and last year, it was mostly British Hurricane players, I guess. Cruise and Boombox. Uh, well, Boombox, I guess, was the only one on an Overwatch League team previously. That's why it was such a big upset for UK. Now all these players have found themselves... Uh, most of these players have found themselves on Overwatch League rosters, um, so we we're we're here. Maybe maybe they pull some upsets once again. 
anything to else to say about these two teams before we move on to a little play in predictions here? Um, I, yeah, I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll do a lot more talking about, uh, this kind of stuff once the, uh, like once brackets are talked about, once it actually starts, you know, playing. But you know, in the meantime, it's a it's a cool team. That's something. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that is something. Absolutely. Uh, play-ins, Joe. They're happening tomorrow, Friday. Speaking um, of something, I start. Yes, we have brackets. We have beautiful brackets to look at. Uh, but we have uh, matches starting tomorrow, August thirtieth. Uh, at six Pacific, yes, yeah, six Pacific time. So those Easterners, they're gonna have to stay up late on a Friday night to watch these ones. Uh, but we have, of course, the six teams in the plan. You got London uh, and Seoul waiting. They got a nice little buy. They only have to win one match to make it to the playoffs. And then you have Guangzhou Charge versus Chengdu Hunters. That's the first match Friday, and then the second match is the Fusion versus the Shanghai Dragons, uh, which is. I think we both expected the, the, this plan bracket to happen, but me and Joe have filled out brackets here. Um, we've we've decided on who we think is going to make the playoffs. Uh, only two teams can do it. Joe, let's start with the first match: Guangzhou Charge, Chengdu Hunters. Who you got one in this game? Um. Yeah. So, and in fact, we've also tweeted these graphics here, um, courtesy of the uh, what Gigabrain. <laughs> bracket creator uh from uh, one of Avast's stream buddies it looks like or something or uh, i don't know what his title is but um uh, so we got that posted there um but yeah it looks like both of our picks uh for this first quarter final match is going to be um charge over hunters um and i don't think it's super surprising i mean um this uh with the guangzhou charger particularly it's a team that's just looked really nice um this particularly lately um and that's exactly the kind of uh um you know success we want to have uh <laughs> with this team um they, uh, i don't see um and apparently not very many people do see um any kind of issue with guangzhou trying to uh um make it out of out of the play-ins entirely yeah uh, in, like, in a good way not yeah. in a bad way Oh yeah, I mean, I think everyone. I, I've seen tons of brackets that have Guangzhou Charge like in the. People have been doing their brackets fully already. I've seen tons of brackets that have Guangzhou Charge like in the championship. So it would be quite the upset if the Chengdu Hunters were able to pull this one off. Uh, I also, yeah, we both pick Charge. Um, I think everyone's super hot in the Charge. I think, uh, I mean, at least in the stage four meta, this team was one of the best teams. Uh, but this is a different meta, technically, Joe. We've got new ch- patch changes, so uh, anything could happen here, Joe. Chunk New Hunters could pull off a big upset. It's true. They could be like a reverse, uh, uh, reverse London or something. I don't know what you'd call it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just call it that. Uh, <laughs> next game is Philadelphia Fusion versus the Shanghai dragons and we differ in this one joe we differ a little bit here it's true yeah uh, and uh partly i just wanted to be different um but uh but yeah no i did uh pick uh shanghai here over philly um and i think it's just basically because um uh, 
what am I trying to say? Uh, it's basically because I, I think um, I'm not as convinced um, if it's going to be handled this. I mean, like I said, I've been sort of underwhelmed uh, from this team in the past this season, which is unfortunate again because um, they were, and uh, still are arguably, um, uh, you know, my team in the Overwatch League. But uh, I, I think if, if an upset were to happen um, here in the play-ins, it's... Um, well, and I guess uh, Charge Over Dynasty is, is still technically an upset, spoiler alert, but um, if an upset were to happen in the play-ins, I think it's it's going to be Shanghai over Philly. Um, um, it's just a matter of you know, how likely that is, um, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going opposite of you here. I'm going Philly over Shanghai. Uh, Shanghai's just been looking way too bad lately, in my opinion, to even try to pick Shanghai to win. I, I kind of want Shanghai of Stage Three to be back, to be to be ready to play because they were looking so fun and so awesome. Uh, really loved rooting for them, but yeah, it's looking like a it's looking like a rip for Shanghai Dragons here against Philadelphia Fusion. Um, and honestly, between these two, I think these two are, are the worst two teams here. I think Chengdu is better than both Fusion and the Dragons. So if Chengdu is playing one of them, uh, you could easily see them on to the semifinals of the play-ins here. Uh, so lucky for Fusion that they are facing currently the worst team in the play-ins. Um, but yeah, that that leaves us to the semifinals of of which we uh, we have only one different matchup, uh, and that's the first matchup, which would be Spitfire versus, for you, the Dragons, for me, the Fusion. Uh, but it looks like we're both picking Spitfire here, Joe. It's true. And again, I, I don't know that, um, you know, for other people who may have also picked their, their play-in matchups, I don't know that that's a surprise. Um, you know, London, uh, despite having sort of a, you know, comparatively... Um, compared to their postseason play last season, uh, despite having sort of a, a rough uh, or inconsistent uh, season, I think they're definitely better than, uh, like you mentioned, Spitfire or Fusion or Dragons um, um, in this meta. And you know, and like I said, they were sitting at six um, until you know Atlanta sort of stole that away um, last second this past week. But yeah, there's no reason they can they can be one of the two. Um, teams to make that into the playoffs yeah uh according to some murmurs joe around the internet uh scrim results are saying london is is a real threat to repeat here joe which would be crazy uh after their once again crazily inconsistent end to the season that they are dominant on this last patch once again um but yeah, and, and my matchup's interesting. Spitfire versus Fusion. It would be interesting because this is that would be, of course, a rematch of last year's Grand Finals to see uh, who one of the last teams in the playoffs would end up being. Uh, but yeah, Dynasty Charge. We have a similar matchup there, the same exact matchup. But we're we're both picking Charge, Joe. Right? We we got the we got to take the Charge. It's true. It's the, it's the you know it's the same idea that. Um, with a Guangzhou team looking as good as they have been, it's not uh, super surprising, or not not a stretch at all to um, to to say that they'll be able to to make it into playoffs. And, and beyond that, it's it's a little rougher, um, I think, uh, to to try to 
try to sort of see into the future for this squad, but um, at least at least for right now, I think um, over hunters for sure, and um, and, and Sul will be relatively um, manageable, I think, for them. I would think. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I think Sul is. Yeah, I mean, Sul's in the unfortunate position that if Guangzhou beats the hunters, they basically have to they have to face Guangzhou, um, and I think Guangzhou. In my opinion, Guangzhou is the best team out of these six left. So, yeah. Uh, we both have London in charge, making it as the final seeds here in the playoff bracket. Um, the only way I could see that being shaken up is if maybe Chengdu upsets Guangzhou here. I could even see London not making it. I think Chengdu could pull off a little bit of an upset against London, too. That would be interesting. That would be crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> that would be. Um, because the Chengdu barely made playoffs here at the end. They they, they had to, to to rely on LA Valiant um, not winning, uh, which which happened. So, uh, And actually, with that happening, all the Chinese teams made it to at least the play-in. They made top 12, Joe. Uh, th- or, yeah, three of them are in the play-in. So um, it's looking like a good amount of them aren't going to be in the in the final playoffs. But... Uh, you got Hangzhou Sparks in there in the playoffs automatically. So, um, yeah. And then next week, uh, playoffs begin right after this. So, and me and Joe will have full, full bracket predictions. Thanks, thanks to this to to the to the website, uh, GigaBrain, uh, because that's an amazing site with with a great bracket there. Um, so we'll we'll have we'll have full brackets for you guys next week. Full predictions. I'm excited. Playoff. It's playoff time, Joe. I'm excited to see how double elimination works. I'm excited to see how uh, how the weekends play out. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's uh, coming to a head. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, all leading up to that to that grand finals game and at the end of September, exciting stuff. All right, Joe, anything else to mention on this lovely episode 52 where we've, we've had a fire drill already? We've had everything. Is there anything else that can top that, Joe, or should we just end it? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, we've we've sort of been sitting on uh, our ideas for Overwatch 2 at BlizzCon. We've been sitting on that for a long time. <laughs> um, and once, once, we, once that comes around, I guess that's probably November-ish too, isn't it, or October. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into that too, but uh, we'll have lots of time in October. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, no, I think right now it's just a matter of um, enjoying the weekend. You know, this is this is the time to. Um, if there do if there things. was any time to watch, if there was any time to watch, it would be now, right, Joe? <laughs> this is it. Uh, yeah, everyone enjoy the play-ins. Follow us on Twitter at jwgeorgeiv at Kirkpatrick Inc. for Joe. Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's I and C for Joe. You can follow our Twitter at On the Flank Show. Joe's tweeted out our lovely play in brackets that we have predicted, as well as our MVPs and everything over there. You can email us or tweet at us. Our email is on the flank show at gmail.com uh, for anything you guys want us to talk about on the show. Any topics, any suggestions, any corrections. We've gotten tons of corrections before on Twitter, Joe. And thank you to everyone who has done that for us. Uh, you can listen to this in a different way if you'd like. If you go to on the on hyphen the hyphen flank dot pod 
pinecast.co. You go to my YouTube, which is John George. You can find that on my Twitter. You can go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and uh, it's playing time. So, so, so go watch those this weekend.